Hi, I'm Barkha, head of nutrition at Mama Keto. And today with me, we have the co-founder of Academy of Strength, Coach Fatboy himself. Hello. So, Sohail, this is quite a contrast to your personality and I believe this is your Instagram handle. Well, also contrasting is my voice today. <laughs> Sorry for that, guys. I'm facing a bad throat, but I'm going to try my best to keep it clear and audible for you guys. Yeah, it's pretty clear to a me. A huge contrast for a start to be speaking in front of a camera simply because this is not where I'm best at. What I'm best at is training people and coaching people. Let's count this out of my comfort zone for today, but I'm going to try my best. But what's the story behind the fat, <laughs> fat boy? boy? Uh, well, I've said this so many times, but it's kind of a cliche right now that I always imagined myself to be lean and ripped someday. And that took me almost 10 years. But eventually when I managed there, my vision was I will start naming my profile as Coach Fat Boy just so that when somebody comes onto the profile, sees a ripped guy on that profile and the irony could be funny is what I thought. Mm. I don't know how many people find it funny, but I rolled with it anyway and now it's stuck. Everybody knows me more than my name. <laughs> Fat boy is what they call me. It was a damn funny story that uh, I was in Himachal once mm -hmm. and somebody reached out and they had confused the name a little and the lady went on, you are fat coach, fat coach, fat coach. I was like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Fat that's me. <laughs> that's me. That's me. <laughs> so yeah, that name stuck because I was a fat guy who was aspiring to be a lean, dripped guy. It took a long time getting there, but I finally did. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe it. How many kgs have you lost? At my peak, I was between 89 and 92. Okay. I'm at 61 today. Wow. <laughs> wow. I don't intend to be this lean, uh, but I'm planning to compete in a competition that is going to be a martial arts MMA competition. So my coach expects me to be between 60 and 63 for the next six months at least. Oh, really? So hopefully I plan to put on some weight after the competition. Mm -hmm. But for now, being light is helping me. Mm -hmm. And I think like the movement patterns and mobility wise, I feel so much more better. When I'm heavier, it's harder for me to move. Yeah. So I guess this makes sense for now. Okay. Whenever you do plan to bulk up, you know uh -huh. where to, you know where to come. <laughs> to be honest, without plugging it in, it's been a couple of months that I've been having food from here. Simply because I live alone. Mm -hmm. And um, I think the biggest challenge for me while on my journey of being somebody who's looking for weight loss was always food. Yeah. And my excuses were, let me find a kitchen, let me find a chef, let me find money, let me find a place for me to serve me diet food. Right. It, it was over a decade till I could figure the food part of it. Mm -hmm. So for me to be here on this podcast also connects me to the idea of where I started my journey from and the struggles predominantly were always food. So yeah. let's see where the conversation goes. We'd love to hear. <laughs> so uh, how many years has it been for you in this industry? And like... You've uh, founded Academy of Strength. Mm -hmm. Tell us more about that journey. Okay. Um, so it started off as a child. I was always an athletic kid. Okay. I mean, I didn't look athletic is a different story. But I enjoyed sports. I enjoyed being outdoors. Mm -hmm. I was like a jack of all, king of none. Played multiple sports. Never good at anything. Okay. But I still did play sports. Like I was what? not one of those kids who sat at home, computer, laptop. That was not me at all. I what mean, kind of sports were you into? I played cricket professionally. Oh. For a bit. Uh, I played basketball. I won't call it the kind of sport that most people enjoy, but I enjoyed snooker for a bit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst all Quite the activity sports. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think like I would... Actually, I bunked college one day and went to a snooker parlor. And this, that's it. <laughs> that's it. The next thing I know, I'm playing LP with like older uncles in the parlor and all of that. 
<laughs> so I didn't study much. I didn't go to college much. But I guess most of my education happened in practical real life, mm. including my fitness also. My struggles, like I said, I didn't understand how to program. I didn't understand how to find a nutritional balance. I educated myself with that. And it most of the learnings came by experience. Right. So all that experience culminated to the academy eventually. Oh. So my dream was to have a place where we can all have fun. It won't be a typical gym. And it'll be something where people of all shapes, sizes, ages, insecurities can come and pour their hearts out and feel like they've been heard and mm -hmm. feel like they're getting the results that they always have been evaded from. Mm -hmm. So I, I think at this point where the academy stands, I feel we're getting there slowly one step at a time. Right. It's a very organic growth, not pushing it too hard learning to enjoy ourselves and let's see where it goes. <laughs> I think it's a very well-established success. That's true. That's true. I have to say and uh, I remember having a conversation where you were saying there's a third academy center that you're going to yeah, be coming out yeah, with. Right? Yeah. So as of now, we have one in Indranagar that is the prime facility and there is one in Whitefield that was a second one. And these two have actually, to be honest, grounded me a lot more than like taken me up. Yeah. It's simply because initially I thought running a gym when we had one gym is an mm. easy task. You know, you have all the team there, you have yourself there, the ideology is clear, yeah. the downline follows what you have intended for the whole organization. But once you start to diversify and grow, then the real challenges start. Like mm. for me, from a coach to an entrepreneur, that's where I'm seeing my journey go. Yeah, I don't know if I enjoy it or not. For now, <laughs> it's a lot of work. But let's see, let's see. That's true. Third facility coming up in Cunningham, hopefully by June. Hey. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Pray for me. Great. Super. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, what are the kind of workouts that you facilitated? Because I, I remember going through mm -hmm. a website, uh, mm -hmm. you know, very early on when I moved to Bangalore. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just like very unique. This is not like a typical gym setup. Yeah. So, um, like I said, it was a long journey trying to figure a system to training. Yeah. You know, so for most people, when they think training and workout, they think weights, right? When mm. you walk into a gym, you will see a hundred types of machinery yeah. that uh, most coaches will just put you on to without really explaining to you why you're doing, how you're doing and how is it going to benefit your everyday life. Mm. Uh, for me, when I started my fitness journey, training was all about how you're going to look. Yeah. Big shoulders, big chest, Absolutely. all of that. Mm. And women shied away thinking gym was only for men, mm -hmm. right? This I'm talking about 10 to 15 years back. I mean, I honestly think the the belief still exists. Yeah, in, in pockets of it, things are starting to change. And I think at some somewhere in this whole industry, I think we as Academy have tried to bring the ideology saying that holistic fitness is where you need to go. And in the last 15 years of failing, faltering, injuring myself and doing a lot of shit, even while I was a coach, to be honest, you know, and I'm seriously apologizing to the <laughs> old clientele of mine who I did a lot of mistakes with. I promise you I'm so much better now. I mean, education is what has changed me. Yeah. Helping understand that training can be subjective at the same time, customized for needs. What we do today is more functional. In a simple yeah. language, we train day-to-day -day life. Okay. What you do in the gym has to benefit you in your everyday life. If right. it's not you're kind of missing the plot somewhere but that being said um, it is important that women men irrespective of age and injuries and concerns structure their routines more towards everyday functionality rather than aesthetics or how you look right okay. so that's how we are different today and how different is this from crossfit okay so crossfit i feel is more like a branding mm -hmm. like for example if I look at movement, there is strength training, there's mobility training, stability training, agility training. 
CrossFit is more like a brand that has combined various kinds of movements. Yeah. And categorized one genre where most of the training in CrossFit is high intensity as compared yeah. to most kind of trainings where I mean I don't say it's good bad mm. it has its place it has its place what I would recommend though is not doing 5 6 days of it right you need to address the other elements that your body needs right it just so crossfit addresses a lot of your endurance and conditioning mm-hmm. which is needed but why would somebody who sits for 8 to 10 or 15 hours in a day need that kind of intensity in their training right. what they would need is rather fix their postures if i'm mm-hmm. sitting for this position for so long certain areas of my body are getting tight yeah and over a period of time with age it doesn't get better so for me to reverse that i have to do that in a calculated in a systematic way that i would train mm-hmm. otherwise it's going to compound into things which will eventually lead to pains and injuries right Yeah, there was a time when I was doing CrossFit mm-hmm. very religiously, <laughs> and uh, we were all there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like five five days a week was my schedule early morning, and over a period of months, I I actually felt like my knees weren't doing the best, really? and you know, for I, how long did you do before you start feeling your knees? I think about uh, three months. Oh wow, you lasted long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I started then, feeling you know, pains and aches the first two sessions I did. Right, and I thought I was, I was, my morbidity started to highlight in front of my eyes. I really <laughs> thought I was like, I'm going to die or something like that. Yeah, my cardiovascular was tested. My yeah, muscles yeah, were hurting. My absolutely. joints were hurting, and I thought something was wrong with me. Right, so I'm That's glad you lasted three months. I ignored months. it for a while till you know somebody <laughs> told me that you better be careful with these yeah. movements. You know, have to take it because a it's, easy. it's very fast, and I don't think like you know for a long term this is something that one should really. I mean, you can use that in phases. Like I said, it's not bad. It's not good. Hmm. If you're smart about what sort of adaptation that you are looking for, when mm-hmm. I say adaptation, you could want to get stronger. You could want to get flexible. You could want to get more mobile. You could want to have more endurance. Yeah. If endurance and trying to have more cardiovascular or muscular endurance is your need yeah. crossfit works well but you can't do 6 7 days of that you have to step back a little address the other things like i mentioned earlier i think for me it was you know the rush of getting chiseled and Haan. building muscle at the same Haan. time i think we all fall victims to that and my strong recommendation to anybody listening don't chase that body <laughs> chase a healthier lifestyle i know it's so easy Absolutely. to say everybody eventually comes there saying i want to be healthy 3 days later they asking where's my abs <laughs> right like i i totally get that <laughs> yeah you know actually coming to that a lot mm-hmm. of people generally ask us that you know uh, what does it take to actually have a healthy lifestyle okay and you know um when i ask them like what do you mm-hmm. according to you is a healthy lifestyle mm-hmm. the most common answer i get is that you know oh joining a gym doing mm-hmm. a 10k step count mm-hmm. joining a yoga class mm-hmm. um, dance class whatever some form of cardio or Correct. physical activity but these are the same people who like even if they do go to the gym and mm-hmm. they come out you know you have a bakery around you have a fast food chain around Yeah, and right you just... after the gym, it's called the stamina stick. Sometimes before the gym. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that too. And you know, these people are just sitting and hogging huh. on like whatever. Younger bakery is yummy. What are you saying? <laughs> Bun samosa. <laughs> right. You know what I'm talking about. I'm yeah, sure you've yeah, witnessed that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. what? What do you think is like the mentality, the thinking behind this? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, to me, it's just strange. True. No. No. Um. From my perspective as a professional today. I see a lot of self sabotage. You work so hard in the gym. Mm. You really try to like 
get yourself into order physical movement wise but honestly speaking that is just a very small element of what your fitness or your good or healthy lifestyle should be right the bigger elements are what sort of information or what sort of uh, knowledge you're exposing yourself to Mm-hmm. mentally what is absorbed here yeah. and for us the most part of it is instagram is what is feeding us absolutely and that is building so much anxiety so much stress so much pressure to go kill the gym and then also have like a like a good looking lifestyle but for me good lifestyle would predominantly mean having some sort of stability in your head and that mm-hmm. is directly connected to first that is movement mm-hmm. one part major parts that i'm going to follow are going to be first consuming wise 70% of your body's water but if you notice nobody's really talking about how much water yeah and when do you drink water and from what containers do you drink water mm. right if you say 70% of your body is water then you should really be putting a lot of attention to how you consuming your water that's one and added to that factor which i again think today most people struggle with without giving it importance is rest and recovery absolutely right mm-hmm. such a huge huge deal for you to not be sleeping enough and just be training hard training hard training yeah. hard people do eat just well just an ego yeah exactly i mean more than ego i feel it is like people are very insecure within themselves thinking if i don't do this i'll look fat yeah. i will be out of shape and my friends will call me out and look at the society and look at that guy on instagram he has ab look at this girl i saw her like this and look at how she looks now her skin is glowing they don't understand yeah. those are filters those are a lot of edits reality exactly. is you need to keep goals for yourself and figure this is where my lifestyle is if this is what i'm doing even just moving for 5 minutes dedicatedly in a day could be a part of healthy lifestyle if you've yeah. taken care of your sleep and water Mm-hmm. for a start i think that sort of like sets the tone for the day right most part of it and then comes your training and all yeah. the other things but what do you think this is is it a lack of awareness is it the fact that 100% 100% there's nothing more than lack of awareness i mean i could understand why people even after having the awareness could not do it because although i knew for myself that i was i was fat i wouldn't say obese mm-hmm. i was fat and i needed to make a change I did yeah. everything possible in my understanding and knowledge to see that if I can fix the most obvious elements. Mm-hmm. But the fact is we look for everything other than the obvious. Yeah. Right? Like you said, I finished my gym. Would it right. make sense for me to enter Iron Girl Bakery? <laughs> I just finished my workout or I'm going to be running now. Does it make sense for me to smoke before that? Mm. Right? So the obvious things are sabotaging your fitness yeah. journey. And if you call yourself out on that, then is when you need to go to a professional and get more detailed with things. Right. And based out of your body type, your blood work, your lifestyle, mm. how many hours you sleep, what sort of work you have, if you're sitting for too long, you're standing for too long, mm-hmm. that is when you can think, you can categorize what you need to be doing with your fitness better. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are the top three challenges today for someone mm-hmm. who's just starting out their fitness journey? The first part of it is um, trying to figure out what sort of nutrition that you should be having which could be sustainable right right see I, i most people think joining the gym is the first story and this is me putting my gym at risk please <laughs> come to the gym start your nutrition first <laughs> nutrition aspect where you start to understand what works with your system mm. right like there are a lot of biases towards a lot of new concepts today where they say cut sugar cut carbs yeah. cut this cut that I think before you start cutting anything from your life I recommend start adding the good yeah. things 
right that Nothing is much easier most of the time that is so much easier for you to add one thing at a time so i say add for the first month just one good change that you can sustain mm. right who wants you to become usain bolt in 3 months yeah. right my i always say to my trainees also what if you peak very early what comes after peak you have to go down right so i say if you're not somebody who's in a competition phase mm. peak your time to peak Right. gradually start so first challenge would be obviously nutrition for that aspect of it okay. the second challenge would be finding the right mentor when i say mentor not somebody who will only give you good workouts mm. somebody who will also build awareness towards your thoughts in the way you're breathing your stress patterns and how you start behaving when you're stressed yeah. like most people who are stressed given to a lot of habits mm-hmm. right so having that in check and finding a mentor who can bring awareness to that part of your life and the third and the final part is creating a support system right right because in most circles today we know that the minute somebody wants to make a healthy change there'll be three other friends being a hey, bro yeah come no saturday what you doing <laughs> sitting at home <laughs> I'm like I I cut out all those friends. Sorry, friends. I'll come back to you. But <laughs> you know what I mean, right? There's no Absolutely. love lost. It's yeah. just at some point you got to love yourself more than everybody yes. else. Mm-hmm. So I think these three things, if you can fix nutrition, find a mentor, and find the circle that can help you with the first two things, I think you figured most part of it. Or maybe like drag that circle to gym too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. See, I'll tell you honestly. I was one guy. Um, like I said, I was a fat kid in school. and i had all these athletic boys around me who looked ripped and like greek gods through their entire school life teenage but Throughout as they school. reach college as they reach college i saw some something's changed you know <laughs> and today that circle changed into i don't want to say how bad it went but they've built a lot of extras in the front mm-hmm. extras all over and and i realized like uh, if it wasn't for me who was insecure eventually wanted to make a sustainable mm-hmm. change now these guys who were ripped mm-hmm. who lost their plot in the mill have come back slowly slowly looking at Getting me Getting trained from you saying that look at this guy who we used to make fun of and today is doing all this and yeah. they come with that humble uh, attitude and saying now you tell us we'll listen to you types and it's amazing i'm telling you i enjoy that feeling not at the expense of ragging them but it just feels like life has come a big round circle somewhere yeah, absolutely. you know i looked at them initially for their bodies and now they're looking at me for my body and now it's my turn to tell them body is not what you need to obsess about yeah like you mentioned it is a lifestyle also what i feel is that you know people who actually realizes early on are people who are victim to uh maybe gaining fat you know mm-hmm. like because mm-hmm. I, when you're young you don't really think about your health problems right True. you just think about your looks your aesthetics True. whether True. you're thin or fat not or when you're young even when you're old <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know <laughs> that's true it's not wrong entirely but keeping that as a whole goal i think is the yeah. trouble ha yeah at any very especially the ones who are really fit and athletic in the younger days they think they're going to stay like that for the rest of their life yeah and that's <laughs> when the shocker drops in because you know yeah. like uh, people who absolutely don't look unhealthy uh-huh. even today uh-huh. like are the ones that actually will come out with the most serious problems correct and correct. that's because you know we take it for granted that you True. know we don't have a tendency our metabolism is too absolutely good absolutely that so, taken for granted is the key word yeah and uh, i i really think that it's a it's a plus to actually you know face that growing up no, so you're much true. more aware that's how my journey also began by the huh? way you were overweight i direction. had a tendency but oh, wow. okay. i was also uh, playing a what lot of basketball what was your favorite food junk 
it still is but <laughs> <laughs> but i know my um, for me it was all this chart man you know all i'm from delhi and i'm not a chart puri. person so here I in don't the know south, why. if What's I can enjoy chart, but in the south also, I eat chart only in these places where North Indians make it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking the about. The South Every... Indian chart, guys. I'm not biased. I love South India. <laughs> y'all, not y'all, me and us have a lot of food that we really like. Dosas and Italy's and what mm-hmm. else? But chart somewhere really had my heart. You know, it's the dahi, dahi kachori. Oh, <laughs> I'm already hungry now. Shooting this early morning, I'm not too well. I shouldn't be thinking of kachori, but here I am. Speaking of that, <laughs> <laughs> so when you start a transformation program for mm-hmm. someone, mm-hmm. what percentage of people that come to you actually complete it? Like I'm sure, like everybody wants uh-huh. to start, like a uh-huh. it's like a New Year challenge sort of a thing. Uh-huh. And since we're in the beginning of the year, I thought mm-hmm. like this is going to be the ideal time for you to assess last mm-hmm. year's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, your entire process. Got it. So uh, with me personally. Personally, you know, I feel like me as a coach, I'm I'm unique or different in a way that I like to have that more personal connect with my audience or with my trainees rather, right? For me, I believe that my struggle as a kid who suffered with weight issues was always that compassion angle, mm-hmm. that non-judgment angle of bro, don't worry, you fucked up, that's fine. Sorry, am I? Okay no, it's completely that? fine. <laughs> I screwed up and then not like that's any better word but yeah <laughs> for me it was always trying to find somebody who will tell me uh, you know more I feel you I understand you I understand your struggles mm. and I'm here for you for all of it with the right plan mm. right so my approach to my trainees is exactly that I treat them like how I would have liked to be treated by a mentor or a coach when I started my journey. Not forcing me with workout, not forcing mm-hmm. me with diets, helping me figure my life from where I started. Like for example, uh, most of my trainees who started with me have stuck to me for years now. And even wow. if they haven't, wherever in the world they are, they are they still coming back. Yeah, they are mm-hmm. still coming back and they're constantly following all those methods we inculcated over the period of time. Right. Uh, what what hasn't happened though which I would like to do better in most cases what I think is um, I would like to have lesser people to deal with <laughs> right like you can give more when you have lesser yeah. and over time I've realized I feel like at some point there's that balance of oh you got to make a little money also but at the same time you have to connect to these people where they have to genuinely feel that they're getting the results and value mm-hmm. for the money and that for me became very personal, mm. right? I, I I started to see my insecurities into everybody who started. And fortunately for me, it connects. It's not too different from how I thought and how I struggled. And that is for all genders, all classes, all age lines. Mm-hmm. Like those struggles that I went through, they're going through. And it's so relatable that that they connect and they stay. So once you have that connect and once you have that trust built with your client or your trainee, Whatever you try to change in them, they are more accepting. As compared to you come to me and you've paid up your money for your PD 12 sessions and I'm like, okay, come on, let's work out. Okay, go eat this. Okay, tell me why you didn't do this. That is not going to last for too long. And I feel like today most coaches are in that very robotic method of I will give you diet, I will give you workout, you follow, otherwise I'll beat you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it won't work. I mean, not at least in the long run, unless somebody is really highly self-motivated this won't last. Mm. So for me, it is about being compassionate, especially about their failures. Yeah. You know, people, when they come to you, they already have such 
deep insecurities and struggles that they already have outside the gym mm. so my goal for them is never set them up for failure right like somebody at your level maybe walks in and says i tell you do 500 lunges and you do it comfortably and you're like what next bro but they could be somebody else and if i don't assess them well and i set a very high target for them and i said for you only 100 and they couldn't reach even 20 they're going to be broken yeah so for me training is more psychological which i feel is a direct connect with your body your mind and all the other things mm-hmm. so if you had to give a number to the mm-hmm. percentage what would it be man i re- you know i just don't want to put out a number because you asked me a question but to be very honest i can say the majority of them i would go up to the extent of saying at least 8 out of 10 people have stuck and the ones who haven't stuck it's not been their mistake it's been my fault i've either not given enough time or or something that i've not mm-hmm. really seen through right and i don't blame them at all because again going back to how i started i know how many coaches gave me so many ideas and thoughts and looking back i realize i didn't fail they set unrealistic tasks for me when i started right yeah. like i said walk in barka 10000 lunges right now mm. it's going to break you yeah and even like if i say 10 lunges and then you can be like what's next mm. and at first day second day and the first month if i can work your way slowly and gradually then i've succeeded you also tend to build confidence correct as, so as i would say that. majority of them without putting a number on it because then i'll be calling myself out on wrong numbers later <laughs> <laughs> all right so one more thing i noticed with coaches so here mm-hmm. is that you know we get a lot of calls uh, for meals you know mm-hmm. saying that uh, this is given by our trainer you mm-hmm. know um, and uh, i said okay you know why mm-hmm. don't you share the diet chart maybe let's mm-hmm. let's try and sync the meals with okay. what you have as a plan okay and i am just shocked because it's just unrealistic the diet charts that they get boiled chicken boiled uh, eggs boiled vegetables all day chicken chicken <laughs> chicken without any you know fat without uh, like masala i'll tell you why i'm laughing because the diet that i thought will work for everybody after all that i tried was this boiled chicken <laughs> <laughs> boiled vegetables i kid you not i did that also so much boiled chicken and so much boiled protein that all i did all day was farted <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know how people live on this high protein diet. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just feel like I meet certain people who have not trained with me mm. or who just come to me and start talking about their diet and tell me, "I eat so much protein." I'm see, I understand high protein diet is on a very generic level good for you. Yeah. But don't be obsessive, mm. right? And don't boil that chicken because it's not sustainable. Yeah, that's the problem they create because mm. when you're boiling the chicken, it mm. you're making it like harder to digest for the body. Correct. So the combination Correct. of, you know, a healthy fat source with yes. a high protein source is something yes. that will actually do you good and give you the satiety. Yeah. And you get your protein intake. No, in, in a way, I'm kind of, um, I'm not for. trainers talking or giving diet plans yeah i would suggest you give guidelines mm. like even me as a coach after being in the industry for almost a decade i would never write a diet plan and give to somebody and saying this is diet plan go follow yeah. i would give guidelines and i would try to see where your system lies mm. and work you around that system right like for example in my house everybody eats rice i'm not going to come and tell you switch to quinoa today <laughs> right it's not sustainable because yeah. that poor lady who's cooking for you she has to cook quinoa for you and then rice for 10 other people yeah. then then you'll have 10 other demands some days it's not going to last like that not sustainable so what we do or rather i do personally is give you guidelines on a very generic level which mm. can work for any human 
the okay. kind of guidelines that you can take back home and follow with your family that would be somewhere around 50 60% protein if you're training individual maybe moderate that according to your needs mm. then have more healthy fats which most people ignore they think oils are I think bad it's a fear yeah, like it's a fear. fat is really Correct. made the enemy Correct yeah I mean like I had this very educated podcast I was listening to without naming him said more fat burns more fat Yeah. without getting stuck on what the technicalities is the healthy fats that we're talking of so don't avoid them consult a nutritionist who will guide you on how much fat you need to have in your diet do not avoid it completely and find a balance like i said around 50 60% of protein yeah. 20 30% fat and of course there's also this uh, fact where people have evil and demonized carbs yeah see uh, my understanding is carbs is a very very good source of fuel hmm. right especially for an athlete and who has a very active lifestyle hmm. and what sort of carbs do you consume that's where the question comes in not uh, all carbs correct. are equal for me the refined part of carbs is absolute no no yes in fact refined anything is an absolute no no even refined oils that is fat, your fats are Absolutely. a no no what i would rather do is just supplement that or or uh, have a alternate with Say more millets. Hmm. These are healthier sources of carbs and more again, filling. So yeah, you tend filling, to eat less. More filling. Again, this is not me giving you ideas as a nutritionist. I'm just telling you on a very general level. Yeah. This has worked for 99% of the population. Hmm. Ideally, if you've not overconsumed the good things that I'm telling you, also you should be in check. Hmm. And if you do need more specific guidance, please reach out to a professional. Not Instagram, please. I beg you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh when you'd like training mm-hmm. your uh you know the people that come to you how mm-hmm. do you strike a balance between pushing them to the limits and mm-hmm. also making sure that they don't get overwhelmed by it mm-hmm. especially people with health conditions like metabolic yes. syndrome like diabetes hypertension thyroid even Lovely. So um actually I've always wanted a chance to talk about this. <laughs> you know like initially when I started my journey this is where I did all my mistakes. I had a very set kind of like routine for any human that walked in mm-hmm. right without understanding what is the necessity from this human's body I would just do squats deadlifts so the way I or anybody should look at training is <clears throat> in these elements push pull hinge carry squat okay. these are the functional patterns any human will work in right pushing pulling hinging squatting sitting standing mm-hmm. and carrying it would okay. be carrying in any side of uh, any angles rather with this as a five things isn't five. it push, push pull, pull hinge, hinge carry squat, carry squat. Yeah. okay <clears throat> squat is sitting standing right. hinge is bending peaking okay push pull and carry you know okay. obviously right <clears throat> excuse me yeah so this is my guideline but now in these guidelines i have a library of exercises for squat i have a library of exercises for hinge likewise for push pull and carry hmm. now in this library i have levels mm-hmm. right at the most beginner level who's never done anything mm-hmm. for these five patterns i have a routine oh so like that at any level i have a routine in these principles so the intensity is based out of a individual's capacity to handle the kind of right training that i'm putting forward mm-hmm. so that usually for me i don't i don't take the first month where i'm starting to high intensity work with people mm. the way i train people again i i don't know if there are the people also doing this personally what i think is stabilizing a human structure is key you know when i every, every time when i say stability and people are wondering what stability is 
you remember that karate kid movie where this guy is standing on one leg on the boat yeah, and yeah. yagi sanesh rocking the boat <laughs> right so before he starts to make him do all the crazy things first he helps him find the center of gravity for yeah. his body so once your body is more stable then all these things that i said push pull hinge carry squat with resistance which mm. will make you stronger will make more sense so in my training my phase 1 will always be stability okay. from the same library that i spoke of mm -hmm. hinge push pull carry and as they progress and get better with their stability i start to add more resistance on it okay meanwhile constantly i'm not negating the fact that every human has a certain demand of mobility when i say mobility stability i explained like yeah. miyagi sang and uh, all of that not sang sang <laughs> but uh, mobility i would say like you see most people are getting into a rounded spine posture yeah, they posture. can't completely extend it mm -hmm. back rounded shoulders they can't completely open it back and lot of other things <laughs> like that so i address these elements also increase the range of motion and once you find a new range of motion strengthen that range of motion okay. your body starts to shut down range of motions that you don't use yeah so as you age you're not getting more mobile you're getting more restricted so you can i wouldn't say actually reverse aging mm. but you can stall things you can slow things down if you have your movement pattern yeah. categorized and planned in the way like i said yeah and then check your metabolic yes, age yes of course i mean i'm i'm not going to check my metabolic age i you know just to since you said check i get so anxious when people start looking at numbers for progress especially if you're not an athlete yeah. see if you're an athlete these numbers these make a matter. lot of sense yeah. 100% you should be calculating you should be measuring you should be keeping frequent assessments to see whether you're progressing or not but if you're a regular person who has a 9 to 5 job hmm. bro don't get yourself confused and stuck up in numbers you know 100 grams of protein khana hai 20 grams of carbs khana hai i'm anxious just saying it it doesn't last more than a month <laughs> cannot, honestly and cannot. even i've tried doing that in the early days of yes. you know getting introduced to fitness <laughs> but i haven't been able to keep consistent with it and you know i've come to the conclusion that it it doesn't work for me you know it might work for somebody else for most else. people believe most me as people. a professional i'm telling you i've seen a lot of people doing this it doesn't yeah. last Yeah, and then you end up, you know, going into a loop where you're just like going all out on food, like you've Correct. never had food before. And so once you stop, then there's a relapse. Absolutely, yeah. See, I'm not again. There is a space for that also. If you're educated prehand, yeah. For example, I had somebody who said my brother's wedding is coming up, and she wanted to fit into this hot dress, mm -hmm. and I, I, the number of people that want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like only for the wedding. What after? She's like, yeah, that kar do. Chalega. Uske baad dekhenge. Uh -huh. So I've done that also but what I did differently there is I helped her understand that this is not sustainable and once you do stop there will be repercussions they'll go to any extent correct you know, and the repercussions the are psychological reality of the world we live in so hey correct you want quick results no yeah. in instant gratification yeah. you want a reel to finish in 10 seconds you want that video to be compressed from 1 hour to 5 minutes you want everything in short short <laughs> short short yeah. short so who will do a long program and they say one year to get yourself in shape they'll be like somewhere else next time. to your gym only that fellow sitting there he's saying 12 weeks you'll do it and, and that fellow next to that said 21 days you'll do it this is the problem <laughs> even in the nutrition world we have companies selling supplements for a living like i mean people actually believe that you know eating supplements is the only thing that you need no. and that's like a meal replacement i mean it defines it by itself supplement but yeah but nobody really <laughs> truly understands i maybe they should come with a definition <laughs> <laughs> or read some more sorry not reading enough yeah <laughs> 
Uh, but do you think uh, mm-hmm. there's also a difference in the way that you train men and women? I mean, is there something that really should happen? Yeah, there's a stark difference in the kind of intensities that you would train at. See, with women, what I have learned with experiences, they are they are different phases and hormonal activities that a body, a female body, goes through. Mm-hmm. With men, it's kind of much easier. The system is less a complex. With women, the complexity is much higher. One is physically. emotionally and of course mentally yeah. right through phases in the month there are a lot of hormonal changes that happen mm. and at certain phases when your body is going through those changes it's not advisable for you to push hard mm. and coming back to something like a crossfit right it is always higher in intensity yeah. and if you are around your mental cycles if you are around your ovulation time mm. it's not very advisable that you go crazy on your routines yeah. there are other things that you can do more specific to what your body requires and that way you should be training differently for men mm. right your intensity levels the 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 kind of movement patterns that you follow the kind of body parts that you stress in that part of your cycle or your menstrual phase this has to be very subjective can you give me an example of how you would train a, a woman okay like during her menstrual cycle okay to be uh, again i'm not going into detail with this because again different women yeah. have different no, just intensities like, uh, they'll train on a base. very generic mm. level just not getting stuck up at one point saying that this is what it should be i know women around their cycles also who are athletes right they can't be like i'm going to be competing for india and i'm going to be saying i'm menstruating so i won't mm, push myself yeah right so there are differences in women also mm. at what phase in their training they are but on a very generic level if i have to talk i would like to do more <coughs> lower intensity cardiovascular based stuff okay for my time around that that one week of mm. premenstrual and just around your menstruation and post mm. that apart from that i would like to push a little more weights okay. i would like to build intensity but at that particular time the body is already going through a lot of changes and you know the mood is not right mm. you know the hormones are out in place you don't want to add more stress to the body around right, that time by lifting. you want to go so easier. something like yoga or pilates would yeah, do lovely these are all good pilates again is very hard on your center core. right yeah. i mm. would say choose movements that are not very hard on your core and i'm i'm saying core as in core is everything other than your hands and legs yeah core is not just your stomach core is everything other than your limbs yeah. so i would suggest don't stress your core too hard mm. especially around your menstruation time. okay okay got it on that note dieting is often considered a taboo mm-hmm. right like we live in a world where people um you know make fun of you if you're on a diet or you know like <laughs> the elders will immediately assume that Oh, you know, you're probably starving. Yeah. So it's a very yeah. negative definition around that. Yes. And personally, for me, if you actually look at what people eat, mm-hmm. you know, and these are the same people who are actually making fun of somebody who's Correct. dieting, it's it's horrific. I mean, <laughs> you open Swiggy Zomato right now; it's okay. an inevitable trap. <laughs> right? Don't look at my Swiggy and Zomato. <laughs> Believe so, me. So you know, I think like it's time we mm. change this definition of dieting, and you Correct. know, stop pushing it in a corner like it's the worst thing you're doing to yourself. You know, just connecting to what conversation we were having, and uh, just before we started, we want to take off the stigma to the word keto diet. Yeah. Get newer names so people firstly open their minds up. Yeah. The fact that you hear somebody say diet already builds stress in your head, mm. right? So what I would think is instead of getting yourself into doing something which is diet, check your lifestyle again. Mm. You know, I know I'm not giving out too much here by saying the same thing again, 
but that is how simple life really is but isn't like dieting mm-hmm. something that is the new healthy wholesome eating because mm-hmm. like if you mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. fat diets like mm-hmm. i'm not talking about that that's the correct. that's the correct notion that you know mm-hmm. not correct i would mm-hmm. say the present notion that correct. people have but isn't dieting necessary in the sense that you know where in a world where junk food is so readily available mm-hmm. and you literally have to uh, break your hands and legs for eating real food Yeah, even find exactly. something. Exactly. Isn't it something that we, we call should... we call eating normal food dieting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So when somebody eating ghar ka khana, do you ask them are you dieting? <laughs> I'm like no, bro. If you say no, if culture. you say no to a burger, or if you say no to that a that is junk. Know, yeah, that is junking. Then everybody is like, <laughs> oh, is are you? This is what I get. Today you become normal. to eat a pizza today become normal to eat chocolates become normal to eat a burger yeah. but it is dieting to eat ghar ka khana yeah if you are eating vegetables you like are you on a diet yeah exactly so no again um, like you said earlier it has a very negative connotation to the word itself on a very generic level again not being too specific mm. find the balance guys you know exactly what you are doing wrong like i said call yourself out for the most obvious factors you know you can't smoke you know you're not supposed to be eating too much sugar if you only start with that you'll see such great and immense changes only that part and from there you can get into more specifics like you said my trainer gave me a diet or i hooked on to some services but step one always have to be calling yourself out on the most obvious mistakes you're making yeah <laughs> okay and what is the most absurd weight loss hack that you've heard of absurd weight or loss or even hack. not just weight loss it could be any fitness or any related fitness yeah hack. ha hmm man there's so many so yeah. it doesn't come to me as you ask if i had to really think of it somebody very funnily said i will eat only meat <laughs> there was this guy i don't know if you all know liver king yeah of course i was like <laughs> how and the is kind this of meat he eats is yeah and raw raw I'm like guys we were supposed to be primitive in the past not anymore yeah things have changed life has changed if that way then we're not supposed to wear clothes also no we never wore clothes we had leaves running around yeah so not everything that humans who did primitively is the best for you because that's what they say you know sun goes down go to sleep mm. lot of things have changed mm. we've evolved mm. the nutrition that you used to get before with not the same thing for somebody to come out and quality, just make a hard line quality even if you want to do that the quality of meat is not, not the, the same. same so if My, the, it was so absurd when I heard that this dude is actually advocating eating raw meat, and that is all he's done in his life. Yeah, I was just waiting to see when he's going to get called out, and eventually, he and did. he did. He did. And yeah, that was too absurd. I couldn't like process that. Yeah. Um, some like that, and in phases, somebody came and said, "Running is all I need in life." I'm like, okay, maybe it helps you psychologically, <laughs> but as a professional, I tell you, it's not all you need for your fitness. Absolutely. And there is a vast population who first thought that comes to their head is if they think weight loss, I'll go start running from tomorrow. Yeah. I'm saying the first thing you shouldn't do is running. Honestly, I I did that too. So I have to run up. <laughs> me too. Me too. We've <laughs> all been there because what you need to understand is first, if your body is stable and aligned, that's mm. where I started. Right? I said first, I want to stabilize the structure. My ankle, my knee, my hip, they are all in unstable positions. Yeah. And running is multiple reps, right? Mm-hmm. Thousands of reps. Yeah. Imagine that instability called out on thousands of reps. Mm. Eventually, it's going to 
it's going to hurt somewhere yeah so you rather first work on stability movement slowly stabilize get more mobility then run then do crossfit then do cycling do whatever Marathons. you feel like yeah yeah everything iron man and i look at all these events more like psychological events than physical events It if is. somebody wants to get physically fit Which i would never advise them to also, run a right? marathon yeah yeah i mean iron man marathon is all for you to check your 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 human will mm. the the discipline that you can push to a certain point but if you're a regular person looking at them feeling fomo i'm telling you you've lost nothing do not ever get that diminishing feeling that somebody is doing marathon and i can run only 10 meters yeah it doesn't matter running i i would rather recommend if you want to start start walking mm. walking again not obsessively mm. very subjective to your body weight to your energy levels to where you were before this if i've never moved it doesn't make sense for me to stand up and hit 10000 because they said go 75 hard i'm going to go 10000 kilometers every day because that is what i'm going to do no it yeah. doesn't work like that yeah. you have to so start at the outside ever since ever since some study revealed that 10 10000 steps are good for you i'm yeah. i'm talking to clients telling me i do 20000 steps i do 15000 steps like it's a good thing moderacy is just lost you know yeah. somewhere i'm dieting so well <laughs> diet karte karte 4 hour खाली <laughs> Yeah. You know are you are you making sure that you're sleeping well is your recovery mm, there you know what's how rest. how is your stress level because if you're pushing yourself and of course you're training for such such an event so your cortisol levels are going to be like and off the charts especially if you're somebody who's lived a corporate life for 10 years exactly just get up and run you're, a marathon you're living with such a hectic schedule like <laughs> your uh, everybody's lifestyle is just like you know glued to the screens or yeah, there's always like yeah. you know running to from one thing to the sedentary, next sedentary very sedentary, sedentary. Yeah. and then from there you start pushing yourself physically Doesn't but you're not sense. you can't also quit your job or even and if you have it's not sustainable you know most of these people doing that they look different for that phase yeah <coughs> excuse me but immediately after what happens that's why most of the athletes you mm-hmm. know like growing up they develop some kind of metabolic syndrome this is also an experience from my profession that athletes are psychologically hurt the most after their sport yes because they are used to performing at a elite peak level and they used to feeling that confidence yeah. and that sense of pride because of their physical being mm. and how how integrity and strong their head is mm. but as soon as their career ends see the, the way i explain it is imagine you and i bought a car mm. from the same showroom the same brand the same make okay i ran my engine at 120 140 160 every day at mm. high intensity and you are very economy driver mm. you said 40 60 40 60 comfortable now my simple question arises is which engine do you think will last longer mine simple this is how a human body also functions as an analogy i'm trying to use a car but your heart and your muscles and your tendons they all have wear and tear right the harder you push them the harder the wear and tear mm. so that's exactly where i come from and i say you don't have to get up and run 10 kilometers or walk 10000 steps you start at your intensity at your levels yeah. you see how far you can take your body and how much you can learn to enjoy that process mm. if that happiness starts to inculcate within your system then you'll sustain it yeah what would you rather do something that you enjoy or something that you don't enjoy mm. as simple as that
Yeah, absolutely. And even like in terms of nutrition for mm-hmm. athletes, you know, mm-hmm. like because they do so much, mm-hmm. they're not very particular about how much to eat, what Correct. to eat. It's a balance. Correct. It's a balance which is ideal for them mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. they're training and when they're mm-hmm. in the best form. Correct. But you know, when they're weaning off that physical activity, mm-hmm. nothing about the nutrition is really changing. You know, it Correct. still stays intact because your body is used to eating. You're used to eating Correct. six meals a day. <laughs> and you know that's it continues and you don't which, care about sugar and all because you're training yeah because when you're goes. training you actually need that like Correct. you know you use these carb gels Correct. when you're running or yes. you know for your instant hydration mm-hmm. and then it just comes crashing down <laughs> so you know this this lack of awareness around nutrition for athletes before during and after yeah. is is just something like just another i think in in a in small pockets it is changing mm-hmm. it is changing because of of course the education that has slowly starting to creep into methodologies without again criticizing the old school methods and ideology hmm. they all have their space although they might not have explanations to what they do i'm okay. talking the old school methods hmm. they still have worked the system over years yeah. right but today there is more calculated approach to these things mm-hmm. athletes have understanding of how their life is going to be post their careers mm. so they prepare for it and even while they are training these days it's not just i will eat anything because i'm an athlete mm. even now they're trying to understand that certain foods don't work certain kind of sugars don't work certain time of having nutrition doesn't work mm. what time is the best for them so all this thanks to more educated strength and conditioning coaches coming into but again it's still a far away from the west i'm glad if that's happening yeah, because a couple of years uh, it is changing but in pockets again it's not everywhere yeah. if you again majority if you have to see it's still the same ideology of khao kuch bhi because you're playing a sport no yeah and then once you're done you don't know what you've done wrong suddenly exactly. you think dude i was fit i become fat yeah <laughs> and then the thing oh because they stopped exercising so much you know yes okay We spoke about social media, but there's also a lot of mm. random advice being given about how to, you know, how Is to. Is this going sh- on social media? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm trying not to be random, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but around muscle building mm. and weight loss, mm-hmm. and uh, you know these hacks that you have, like mm-hmm. quick weight loss, mm-hmm. you know, tips. Mm-hmm. How do you like manage all that? And if somebody comes to you saying that you know I want to train like that, easy step. First, stop social media. <laughs> Second, find a professional. Hmm. who has given people results around him who have given people results that is sustainable hmm. because i also know coaches see giving results is very subjective also in such ways i'll tell you first 3 months no no matter what you do if you just clean up your obvious factors you'll get results yeah but coaches claim credit for that <laughs> they're like ha ah, see they came to me first 3 months over then they left me then they became fat um. i'm like no bro you did wrong you lied to them you lied to them about the fact or rather weren't completely honest in saying initial results are very fast especially mm. for somebody who's not done anything yeah right either muscle gain or fat loss for somebody who sits at neutral for them gains are very easy mm. right when i say gain i'm also talking about fat loss but as you progress in your journey things start to get much difficult for example for a athlete to increase 0.01 or decrease 0.01 in his 100 meter sprint is 10000 times more hard than an obese guy trying to lose 10 kg mm. right but at the same time for the obese guy also saturation comes at some point yeah and most coaches don't understand how to break that saturation mm. they give up at that point because the client thinks oh there's no more results anymore and the motivation dies mm. so then the coach has not prepared them mm. for 
something like do you brush your teeth only when you're motivated mm. what happens then you stink the society out <laughs> so likewise if you're only training when you're motivated your body is only going to show results till you're motivated so as a coach you need to prepare your trainee in advancing few months things are going to flow after a while it's going to slow that is when we're going to make changes subjectively so instagram will show you a lot of transformations yeah. but won't tell you the whole reality of it mm. the and how reality. long it actually takes exactly the whole reality of it is this person who's put a before and after yeah. either has gone too crazy or has worked for a very long time and you can't even expect same results because everybody is unique of course and results are again subjective to how you are hmm. right your limb lens see like for how my body type hmm. is i can't expect to become anol hmm although instagram says anybody can anything. gain muscle anything is possible <laughs> it's not how long does it generally take to build build muscle and again see without wanting to give you a straight answer beating around the bush with this it depends on your experience levels if you are somebody who's lifted for a long time in your life mm. and you've gone through that whole journey of initial gains and then a little more yeah you might find it a little harder to gain more muscle okay but if you are somebody who's a newbie mm. who's just walking into the gym and then again subjectively to lifestyle food mm. and rest mm. somebody who's beginning off will gain much faster especially again in the first 6 months mm. from there again it starts to slow down and that's where a good coach will moderate your training so when somebody says i'll get a program from instagram and do it for sure you mm. will do it you will benefit you will lose weight or gain weight or whatever you want yeah. but what happens when that saturation comes and mm. inevitably and i guarantee you every human runs into that wall mm. for most people who break that wall and get forward are the ones who are becoming inspirations and all of that but majority of the population and thanks to that my business exists <laughs> that hit that wall and stop somewhere saying that bhai se nahi ho raha hmm so it's not just pull a workout follow a fad yeah find a structure and get a coach who will prepare you mentally for these things mm. don't just brush your teeth when you're motivated you need to brush every day mm. right okay talking about that so how do you deal with recovery for somebody who's mm-hmm. uh, just come to you as a beginner versus somebody mm-hmm. who's been there for a while or is a professional in that Correct. particular field okay so uh, it's actually a great question i'm glad you asked that for most people and including me in the past before i was educated recovery meant sit at home Mm. sleep eat aram se relax but subjectively over time i've realized movement is medicine movement is recovery i have to be very clear on this though so okay. before anybody can take me out of context or misunderstand this for people who are injured let's talk about that okay somebody has knee pains mm-hmm. so what they tend to do is completely switch off that knee stop going to the gym entirely yeah. right or your shoulder pain completely stopped anything related to the shoulder mm. but if you see even in that pain i have some range i can move without pain mm-hmm. even in this i have some range that i can move recovery simply means to move the ranges that are not hurting still at a very moderate intensity mm. again very generic there's specific work that you can do for it but movement needs to be done for recovery also okay. people are very sore <clears throat> they yeah. sit back at home they don't come mm. but you go to the gym and do a proper systematic mobility session that is planned by a professional mm-hmm. the next thing you'll know is you are feeling better the soreness dies but most people think recovery simply means sleep rest yeah recovery is also movement and there are routines and the workouts that you can do 
exactly just for that hmm okay interesting do you think uh, there's a lot of influence on people especially people who are injured mm-hmm. by doctors mm-hmm. because based on my experience you know like when i uh, uh, ask for a, you know for for a routine from these, from these people mm-hmm. anybody who has like a knee problem or a mm-hmm. shoulder stiff mm-hmm. shoulder or something mm-hmm. or a back injury doctors are immediately the ones to stop them from moving at all correct like you know just be a robot you can't go to the gym you yes. can't walk yes. you can't get out of bed yes you know okay so on that um the doctor is right in his perspective hmm. see again depending on the injury degree right if it's a slip disc hmm you can't get out of bed right i'm not going to be like listen movement is medicine get out yeah. <laughs> right this disc is gone bro yeah. you can't move but that being said what the doctor intends to do with you is keep you safe right he doesn't think that you would go to a professional like me and who would structure a routine around recovery especially for you or even better than me would be a physiotherapist yeah, yeah. right doctors and physios are different categories mm. a doctor will tell you specific to your injury mm-hmm. a physio will not just address that injury but also get you to do movement like i said very controlled range of motions yeah a pain free range of motion for somebody who who's going to do it by himself my simple cue would be mild discomfort is fine for example mm. my back is hurting mm. okay if i'm hinging in the right patterns or if i'm bridging in the right patterns and there's no pain yeah right i'm feeling just a light mild discomfort i'm okay to work in those ranges mm-hmm. but the minute i go into ah, that that yeah. feeling that's where you push too hard mm-hmm. you know i'm very very generically talking again your body is constantly telling you lot of things right yeah. it's telling you this pain is a good thing hmm. the pain is helping you not ruin yourself further yeah right it's a defense mechanism it is yeah. right so don't take a pain killer because you're going to kill that pain and do something more stupid because that pain killer see for example <clears throat> if i have numbed my hand right and a hot pan mm-hmm. i put my hand on the pan i feel very numb i don't feel burn but my skin still burns it is still burn yeah right so once the numbness is gone then what is left is a greater degree pain. of injury <laughs> so i'm not saying don't take painkillers mm. i'm just saying see for as far as possible have a positive approach to the pain angle also right this pain is teaching you something this pain is telling you something that pain is building you up into something better mm. if you address the right things so don't completely rest when you're injured also find a professional who will guide you in such a direction that movement patterns are also medicine and recovery for you okay fair enough what's your take on calories in calories out versus eating a healthy diet okay. so uh i'm going to twist that a little i would say rather than look at calories in calories out which is not a wrong way to look at it i would like you to start considering the angle of what hormones am i triggering by the lifestyle i'm living mm. right cortisol dopamine all these things are really subjectively to what you're doing yeah happy hormones stress hormones yeah so if i'm junking i'm instant gratifying mm. high high spikes of dopamine but the crashes also will be as great yes so at the same time see what lifestyle is getting my hormones into a more balanced state mm. now again you might not understand what i'm saying meet a professional who will explain this to you subjective to your body type uh, yeah. get your blood work done check your vitamins 
check deficiencies all these things are very important mm. so rather than just looking into how many calories i've consumed and how many calories i've burned look at me if i'm sitting and stressing so hard for 10 hours no matter how clean i eat no matter how good a workout i do that stress factor is triggering certain hormones that is making me build more weight yeah right so now i've calculated my cal- calories perfectly but i've never thought about the hormones and the reactions that are yeah. happening so i would like people to start to educate themselves in more the direction of what lifestyle helps these hormones mm. and in again a very generic way saying trigger your happy hormones suppress the hormones that are causing more anxiety depression and yeah. things like that and this is again influenced by the social media culture i believe because you Man, know i'm so like <laughs> hard bent on you know honestly i know i have been a part of the problem mm-hmm. like my whole journey in a way has been tried to highlight six pack ab to get more attention mm. and then without subconsciously realizing that you're putting out so much false information in people's head mm. subconsciously mm. because they start to look at you with that body and think that is the peak yeah that is where they need to get whereas mm. they don't understand that i also have my struggles even with that body mm. low fat percentage is a problem high fat percentage is a problem you need to figure a balance exactly and for me right now i'm starting to understand personally hmm. unless i can talk like this elaborately hmm. which could be educational in most senses one minute reels 30 second reels i don't have the talent to put out content that will educate somebody in one minute yeah i am not so like bright with editing or <laughs> whatever that is that people are doing so i'm starting to get scared of instagram now you know like these bits and pieces give out such half information yeah. and in 30 seconds you've gone to the next one yeah. i guarantee you you're, you're probably going to switch off in like 5 minutes or <laughs> i don't know you'll have other things to do yeah. I, i'm pretty sure that the attention span for people today is so short that they don't have that ki i will sit and listen to one full one hour podcast yeah. to get the full information and social media has become a platform where everything is getting shorter 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 mm. we started with 3 minutes 4 minutes videos then it became 1 minute reels not become 10 second shots then tomorrow <laughs> they'll just show pictures in a flash <laughs> i'm like i'm becoming a goldfish already where is my attention span going to go so i'm starting to get really fearful of the content that i put out on social media and if you have noticed my god's gone like 6 months since i've posted something right oh, and every it? time i put out something i'm like bhai ye nahi dalega they'll run away from you at least maintain what i got but, but the thing is that the people actually do remember things that are said like even if it's you know they're just scrolling if mm-hmm. if there's an if there's a information that is shared about nutrition and the fitness mm-hmm. industry it has to be right yeah. because people are going to follow just that yeah. M- majority of the they people don't like convenient for them yeah and they don't like asking for help you know that's the majority of the people they so would rather text so people come to me and start telling me about what workout i should do <laughs> i am that's like fine. yes sir thank you very much why don't you do that little for shoulders why don't you do that little for like legs i have never yeah. seen you do that i'm like yeah i try no, no that's another the long conversation you know <laughs> i'm like where i can and where it makes sense to go into full explanations i would otherwise like i want to save my throat you know <laughs> <laughs> okay what is your view on a high fat diet like keto and mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about a nutritional ketosis mm-hmm. and would you recommend this to your clients for somebody who has a metabolic syndrome mm-hmm. and has to lose weight uh, you know sooner than later in the right way okay not just with high fat i would talk about any diet per se it could be paleo keto liverking diet any diet like it you cannot just pick it out of anywhere and start using it mm. right 
like i said you have to go through certain steps get your blood test done look for deficiencies check your activity levels see what your previous till this point has mm. been if you've been very high in say probably sugars take sugars off if you've been only doing fat and if it's not been working for you mm. moderate that and see what else you've not been doing mm. if you've been doing only high carbs and low fat or low protein try that again mm. if you're somebody who's doing only high protein diet and if it's not working again change that subjectively so you know it's not one size fits mm. all it's very hard to give an answer for what they should do mm. i would rather say trial and error mm. right like even for me it took me almost a decade to figure what works for my system yeah. and it was more self discovery mm. but today there are actually such credible platforms without entirely saying that instagram is the worst place to go mm. there are a lot of influencers yeah. or forget not influencers let <laughs> me say professionals doctors dietitians physiotherapists strength and conditioning coaches mm. and so many of them i follow I have learned so much. All this I speak of, all this education comes from the internet, yeah. right? I've I've either watched um, uh, podcasts, listened to people who are more experienced than I am. There's always something to learn from. What you shouldn't do is get stuck on one idea. Mm. Only high fat, mm. only keto, only paleo, mm. and all these people through experience eventually learn. Mm. You rather learn through other people's experience, and I'm telling you as a professional, never see like. in this phase of my life high fat might work yeah like we spoke of athletes yeah. right when they were athletic everything worked everything worked so now can they go through life saying that this is what i want to do right so you have to subjectively in phases learn to listen to your body and if you're putting on more fat then you know it's not working mm. if you're feeling lethargic you know it's not working mm. if your sleep is getting affected you know it's not working so make a change and i'm not going to su- suggest to you what change you need to make yeah. you have to figure it for yourself through trial and error or again find a professional who's more educated than you are with that and he will guide you with these things and i feel like for some people you know there are people who who like uh, delve in extremes you mm-hmm. know so for them finding a balanced sort of a diet isn't mm-hmm. something that works out you know and there's there's all kinds of habits when it comes to being addicted to food a certain mm-hmm. type of food mm-hmm. so i think like it's safe to say that we can all agree that keto is okay in to do in phases there's mm-hmm. nothing bad about it there's mm-hmm. nothing harmful about it there's mm-hmm. no heart attacks that's going to happen mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. long as you do it with professionals sure sure right now for me um with that aspect of it <clears throat> uh always advisable to find a professional because of course they are a professional for a reason right yeah excuse me <clears throat> they will give you insights to what you might have overlooked mm. and there again very key word that you use is in phases mm. anything that i do for a long time your body is such a intelligent machine that it'll adapt yeah and once it adapts it saturates and if you're looking for progress it's going to be hard if you're looking for maintenance no problem mm. as long as you have a proper balance because even when people say keto you know what they do they only eat meat yeah You need to have a and balance the worst kind of, of oil. Yeah, you need to have a f- balance with the healthier fats, mm. with the carbs that come in. The yeah. carbs, when I say it's your fibrous carbs or your vegetables. Yeah, they they are yeah. micronutrients. Correct. Very important for your gut. You need that micronutrition so that way a professional will help you understand these things. For you to just blindly follow a diet, mm. it'll like I said initially it'll work, 
any change you will make it will show some difference yeah either positive or negative it will show a difference mm. but they all saturate very fast if you don't have a strategy for what next yeah right that's where thank god my profession comes in mm. we can tell you what next if you've done everything by yourself and you figured and then you thought you reached saturation mm. find a profession absolutely mm. so so hey lastly i want to ask mm-hmm. what is the kind of impact that you're trying to make in the health and fitness industry wow heavy question pulling out the big guns <laughs> now um i don't know about impact but since we've always started okay this is me not just me also my business partner dev we've always thought that if we can make healthier lifestyle choices fun training nutrition what you feed in your head mm. if all of this if you can figure ways and patterns and methods which people will have a ball doing there'll never be any sort of force to look healthier or feel healthier right so even with our work in the academy we've always strive to make workouts fun you know the challenge is when you're training a larger audience to find a balance because everybody's looking for different things the biggest goal for me would be if i can figure a system that the whole country or the world can follow and be like yes this works and this is fun and this is sustainable yeah. which is very 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 unrealistic ideal <laughs> yeah very unrealistic also because how how man everybody thinks differently but yeah if i can figure that somehow i think i've made it <laughs> which i think is going to take at least two decades <laughs> <laughs> but that's a wonderful thought Thank okay you. we're done with the serious questions wow. now we have another segment waiting uh, for you fun part <laughs> okay guys today we have come to the final segment of today's podcast mm-hmm. we have a fitness expert uh, here and the nutrition expert on the other side so we have have a bunch of questions uh, bursting the myths and telling the truths out them so uh-huh. we have about a 10 to 15 questions let's uh-huh. begin with the first one all right empty stomach cardio will help you lose more weight Ah, there we go. <laughs> okay, that's that's this contradiction here. Can you want to say something about it? Yeah. So the reason I say it's a myth is because um, it varies on person to person capacity to be able to do a morning workout. It does work. I have to agree, it works. But for some people, including myself, I realize that I burn out easily if I start my day with a extreme intense workout, even if it's a cardio. I can do it sometimes, but I've been doing that when I was running. and it hasn't worked for me and i i don't know especially for women it happens a lot that most people are not uh, you know suited for this so it does work provided you can handle it your body can handle it yeah it's not entirely a fact or a myth it's hard to answer in one word but subjectively there are a lot of researches that say over the night your body comes into a state where you're burning more fat yeah and as soon as you get up addressing a little cardio helps you burn a little hmm. more fat So we go to the next question. Mm-hmm. Whey protein contains steroids. <gasps> oh, love no. <laughs> I get, I get that question a lot. Really? Yeah. Shit, no. <laughs> Exercise prevents aging and keeps you healthy. Yes. Oh, lovely. Please that. exercise. <laughs> lovely. Come to the Academy of Strength. I need right. <laughs> I need for Mama Kido. Yes. Plug in. <laughs> Uh, having creatinine will lead to hair loss and kidney failure. Okay. Okay. Bursting the myth there. I need to work out all seven days to see results. Amazing. Women need to focus on cardio for weight loss. 
Amazing. No. Lifting weights will make a woman bulky. Oh my god, that is. I think that this is the people are still not going to believe myth. this. Yeah. If you want to grow tall, don't lift heavy weights. <laughs> That's These why are I didn't actual grow questions, Sohail. These are actual questions. Is, is that the reason why I didn't grow tall? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I lived. I recently. We okay, have the next question, guys. High protein diet are bad for your kidney. Yeah, Just this is a very. Uh, it's yeah. <laughs> If you know what I mean. <laughs> You should not work out if you haven't slept well. Absolutely, we just spoke about it. Yeah. I can eat anything what I want as long as I'm on a calorie deficit. Again, another topic. <laughs> <laughs> cheat meals are strict. No. No, you need cheat meals. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, this vegan diets is the most healthy way of eating. How fast it is! I'm up. glad you agree. <laughs> <laughs> If you're a vegetarian, losing weight is hard. If you're a stupidarian. <laughs> okay, then the last and the final question: Dal is high protein. Oh my god! And carbs. <laughs> Not high protein. It has protein, but it has other things also. Okay, we've come to the end of the discussion. Thank you for sharing your insight. Oh, that was easy and, and fun. Yes, yeah. and we have a little something for you to remember us mm-hmm. for the time we shared on this couch. Oh wow! Oh wow! So we've pretty much come to the end of today's episode, oh, and thank you so much for sparing time. I know My it's pleasure. been a little exaggerated. Sunday morning, best time to shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for as a matter of fact, we recently launched a new menu mm-hmm. in January, mm-hmm. and this is uh, the called the Mama Pro. Oh, wow which basically has come from a lot of feedback um from our existing clients based on our previous menu so we've mm. revamped the whole thing we've got amazing feedback and reviews this is for you to try and if you if you would want to dig into something right now you can i i'm going to take one bite huh? <laughs> you can choose what's what's the menu like sausage so egg casserole chicken veggies. yeah chicken burrito bowl here uh huh then we have chicken with peanut sauce And coconut I'm rice. Try the burrito bowl. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. One spoon, please. Never eaten on a podcast. <laughs> Although I look at Joe Rogan, they do a lot of other things. Man, this is going to be hard to eat with a spoon. This is my first challenge on this podcast. <laughs> so I mean, far, it's it it's easy. it's not really like a standard burrito. It's like mixed Mama Keto special burrito. You, it's meant to be eaten with the spoon. Wait for it. It's healthy food. <laughs> so, like a box will mm, have not about not bad at all. So, this rice that is a carb source. What rice is that? So, this is going to be general rice, depending on the dish. Okay, mm. it will keep changing. But mm. for a burrito, we've kept kept the like the regular. Yeah, oh, but lovely. it's it's mm. macro counted. It's Perfect. like it's just uh, less than hundred grams. Very nice. And the protein content is the most surprising. Mm. It leave it leaves have like two hundred grams of chicken in that box. You know, I like how. Like for the obsessive kinds, there's clear numbers here, and I mean it helps especially when you're on a plan to at yeah. least know vaguely where your numbers are. Yeah. But you'll make it more specific, so I guess adds to the service pluses. Thank you. Good job, though. Mm, taste is nice, guys. Try it out. <laughs> okay, 
Sohail, mm-hmm. for all the effort that you've oh, made. Wow. Oh, wow. This is just wow. something special Thank you so from Mama Kito. I hope there's a nice scented candle which I'm going to use. You okay? Why don't you open it up for us? <laughs> a few moments later. Ooh, it's a cool mug. Not Mama t- Kito, change your food, change your lifestyle. There you go. We've said it. So you can have your podcast. coffee in this, and they should have given me a coffee in this, but they chose to give me in this. Yeah, it would have broken the surprise. Mug. But now, I am Mama Kito. <laughs> Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, Sohi. <laughs> Had a ball chatting with you, and I'm glad I could do this. Hope to do one more soon. Absolutely, like, we'd actually love that. Thank you, thank you. No, I would love to talk like this if it's in an environment like this, very comfortable. Thank you so much for making me feel at home. Had fun. Thank, thank you. you.